0: Welcome to the American Med Spa Podcast, Medical Spa
1: Insider. This week, founder Alex Tiersch is joined by Ryan Metcalf,
0: SEO manager at Dr. Logic. Hello, everybody. This is Alex Tiersch, and welcome to the program. Ryan Metcalf, head of SEO at Dr. Logic, is on the AmSpa Hotline, um, SEO is one of um, the most important things that, but and, and also I, I think one of the most overlooked things. I'm, I'm not sure. I would love. I can't wait to talk to, to Ryan about this. But we're gonna we're gonna dive into all things SEO, uh, which is search engine optimization, figuring out how you get to number one um, on Google for Botox, which is I'm sure super easy. Ryan, how are you doing? Thanks for joining us.
1: Yeah, glad to be here. Thanks, Alex. I'm doing well. How about you? I'm
0: doing I'm do, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um, so first, you know, why don't you just give me a, a quick high level reader's digest version of of, of of who you are, a little bit about your background, so we can get you know the folks to know that, that that you know what you're talking about.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So again, my name's Ryan Metcalf. I'm the head of SEO over Doctor Logic, like you said. I've been around SEO and digital marketing for about a decade now working with multiple industries, multiple clients, uh, obviously specializing in healthcare and for our individual doctors, med spas, and everybody else in between these days. But SEO is something I'm very passionate about, going on page, off page, all those different acronyms, cliches that you probably heard out there, Uh, and diving deep into the weeds for sure.
0: Yeah, you know... um SEO is well first of all I think being in in the industry for 10 years that's like a lifetime in in, in this business because things things are changing it is, so yeah. quickly um, but um, you know I, I I was doing a little research uh, ahead of this and there was an article that popped up um that where the title was and I didn't read too much into into the weeds of it but the title was is SEO dead and the and the question was that you know is it all pay per click and just just paid advertising and SEO not being as important what uh what's your comment on that
1: Yeah, so that seems to make its rounds every, I don't know, every few months or every other year, somebody comes out there because there's some big like Google algorithm update where they think something's happened and things change. In all reality, if your site's performance basically dips or something like that, it's probably because you're not following SEO best practices. And part of me thinks that it's some article or some Mm -hmm. uh, publication trying to create a headline, in order yeah. to draw people in, uh, to increase traffic. But overall, SEO is certainly not dead, although the strategies and kind of the parts of SEO have changed over time, uh, based on a lot, a lot of times what Google uh, updates, what their algorithms are, and just as the best practices in general change.
0: Yeah, you know, I think that's that's kind of like what's a bit frightening for a lot of folks, uh, myself included, is that it, it seems like every... Other month, you know, we'll do a conference, whether it's one of our our MedSpot boot camps, or I'll go speak at another conference, and and there'll be someone up there saying, "Oh, the algorithm has changed, and if you're not doing this, you're not doing, you're not going to be ranked, and, and and all that." And it's it it just seems a bit overwhelming, like we're like we're we're constantly trying to shoot at a moving target, um, but. You mentioned kind of best practices. What's, you know, let's just, uh, just for the folks that are, that, that are starting out out there and, and just as a refresher, what are the two or three just kind of top things that, that everyone should be doing with their websites to make sure that you're at least getting, you know, the basic bang for your buck of, of, of SEO?
1: Yeah. So before I get into that second part of the question, I want to address like Google algorithms overall are yeah. not a thing to be scared of. <laughs> uh, a lot of people like to use it as a scare tactic. Um, yeah. Things you got to do this, you got to do this, or another thing out there, a lot of people like to say, oh, this Google algorithm did this or specifically targeted this thing. Yeah. Now, sure, some websites are more impacted than others because the algorithms change, but you know, nine times out of 10, even 99 out of 100, it's because those sites are doing something they're not supposed to be doing and Google picks up on that, and then they're directly impacted by that. Well, let's know, the-
0: let's let's actually start there because. Yeah. Um, what are some things, I think that's an important point, you say people are doing things they're not supposed to be doing and, and Google's picking up on that. Let's let's start there. I mean, what 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 are the number one or two things that, that people shouldn't be doing? And then yeah, we'll get so into the actually, best
1: practices. So just yesterday, there was a headline that came across not in the uh, the healthcare space, but more, more in the, the lawyer space, mm-hmm. where a lot of people out there around the links, which I'm not sure we'll get into in a second, but... Link building is a tactic that has been around for a while and links are important overall. But it's become something that it's very easy to spam or kind of manipulate those. So you generate a lot of links from low quality websites or stuff like that. But in this specific case, there was a bunch of lawyers or a specific site that was generating links in the form of like scholarship opportunities on various sites so hey mm-hmm. here's a link or a scholarship opportunity but they were doing that multiple times on multiple websites essentially so google has picked up on that and say hey you're kind of manipulating or artificially inflating things so we're actually going to give you a manual kind of what they call a manual penalty mm-hmm. on that even though links again are still important but you don't want to do it like an excessive um kind okay. of spam ways best way of saying it
0: okay okay so it's 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 you want link to link to 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 relevant, pertinent information, but it's not linking just for the sake of linking. You've got to actually correct. Yeah,
1: yeah. it's got it's got to be like quality and relevant links. And the other term I like to use it's got to be like natural link building.
0: Okay. Okay. Uh, well, what do you mean by that? What's like what what is natural link building?
1: So yeah, so natural link building is something for like you would normally link to that site. You're not putting a link in a page just to put a link on a page. Okay. It's something that makes sense. Like, okay, if you're like a a doctor sponsoring something or, uh, if it's like another educational piece where, Hey, link to this page for more information, maybe like a Wikipedia example would be probably a Wikipedia page where they kind of aggregate a lot of information, but in like the citation or reference, they actually link to the original source. That's like a natural progression for more details or, maybe in a, a media publication, perhaps hey, here's a brief overview of this doctor, but Hey, go here to their actual website to actually buy a product.
0: Gotcha. So it's got to be, you know, a, a, a natural corollary to what you're talking about and not just an attempt to, to go to a site that gets a lot of followers or that's going to boost Cor- up your rate. Yeah, okay. correct.
1: So it, uh, in the last few years, there's been another topic around what they kind of call guest blogging mm-hmm. or uh, just blogging in general. Yeah. So that sometimes gets a little tricky where people like to have these all these guest bloggers or even in some cases, social media influencers, although that's strictly on the social media platforms. Right. But social media influencers and kind of general bloggers, those are kind of in the same realm. So all these bloggers would come out there and write all these blog posts out there. Right. So that's where sort of a tricky thing where it's got to be like a relevant link and where they don't, they're do not they not just throwing out like 100 links or um, specifically also saying like, hey, like I paid for this link or something like that. Yeah. If you specifically say I paid for this link, that's a big no-no. Google will catch up on that and they will definitely uh, penalize you for that
0: right right it sounds like you know the Google's um, algorithm is is basically uh, just always an attempt to make sure that you're you're posting you know relevant content to your site as opposed to just trying to cheat the system and and and, and we you know we hear that all the time and at, at conferences and I hear folks like you out there talking and, and it, it seems fairly intuitive um that you don't just want to post to post but one issue that that I've seen crop up in our industry is when you have and, and I'm not not singling anybody out here but but like what well, you'll have a manufacturer of some kind whether it's a laser or an injectable and they've got information that they are you know pumping out to their to their clients because they want to, to to market to the general public and then med spas take whatever that inf- that generic information is and just pop it up on their site thinking okay well hey they've got this stuff i'm going to just put it up on my site and and without really personalizing it or making it relevant to what they're individually doing and, and i've heard that that actually can hurt um seo as opposed to help it is is, is that accurate
1: Yeah. So there's a lot of statements in there. I'll try to address like the, the number one thing is always going to be having the most relevance and quality content possible. And I was going to also say on that part, yes, if you get, you got to be careful where you you start running into duplicate content, just copying and pasting, where it's got to be unique enough to make you stick out from somebody else. And thankfully on our, uh, our number one patient acquisition platform, where that's um, that's we're able to do that, quite frankly. Where we are able to differentiate the content, we're able to make it unique to actually all of our uh, all of our thousands of customers, where they've been able to su- uh, succeed.
0: Yeah so you're you're talking about and, and and this has been actually an issue um, that that I've heard from from several folks where they um, you know there are a lot of digital marketing companies out there you guys have, have, have been around for a while and you're, you're 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 really growing in the aesthetic space and 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 it's I we've been watching you kind of from a distance but it's been it's been it's been tremendous to watch you guys grow and, and, and grow up the the um, one of the offerings, and I'm not sure if you even offer this, but one of the offerings that a lot of digital marketing companies will offer is this kind of, you know, personalized content. They'll say, "We'll we'll create your content, we'll create your social media," and and that 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 has its place certainly. But what I've heard is, um, folks, whether it's a surgeon or a med spa, say, "Yeah, that's great," but you know, I look on my website or my um, social media and. I, I've got the same posts as everybody else out there. And it sounds like that's that's what you were talking about. You're able to actually personalize content for each one of your clients. Is, 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 that, is absolutely.
1: that right? A- absolutely. So what happens during our content process is we go in there, get the doctor's feedback, obviously make sure they, uh, or make sure we incorporate whatever the doctor wants to specifically add in there, if there is anything, or we'll write content based on what we see from a research perspective, what people are actually targeting what they're actually uh, searching for. Yeah. A lot of times out there, a, a lot of publications well or publications and, and uh, media agencies in general are just individual doctor writers. They'll write content just for the uh, just for the sake of writing content. So in reality, you actually need to do the research behind it to justify how, how are people searching for it? What are they searching for? Because sometimes it's not obvious. Sometimes, yes, it absolutely is obvious. Okay. But there's sometimes opportunities that are often overlooked that can actually bring in a lot of extra customers or a lot of potential uh, patients.
0: Yeah, so give me—I mean, give me an example of that if you can. Like, what, like, what would I? So, let's say I'm a med spa and I want to increase, you know, my injectables practice, and I'm in a, I'm in a competitive market. What, what am I going to research to 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 figure out? Because I I hear what you're saying. Because in Amspot we produce a ton of content. There's sometimes though when I look at some of the content we're producing and I'll do a search on Google and we're not as high as I'd like to be. And I'm like, how sure. can we not be as high? We're, we're we're we've produced you know thousands of documents on this particular subject. What do I uh, what do I or or or, or a MedSpa need to research to figure out how best to target our content?
1: Yeah, so th- there's different tools out there that you go in to identify that research. And that's obviously something we all have access to at Dr. Logic. Our teams are in there on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to answer your question, yeah, you actually go in there and do the research looking at consumer trends. Um, like one, one specific example I've picked up on over the last uh, year or so is Brotox. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not one that I was at least familiar with too much before I started working at Dr. Logic but that one's actually again, going to be pretty popular. Yeah. So you can actually look at the specific amount of searches coming from that keyword per uh, on a monthly basis. But then you can also look at what's the overall trend. Is it increasing? Is it decreasing? So obviously over the course of time, there's some seasonality associated with some procedures. We're going into the summer months. So a lot of people want to look good, get their summer bodies, everything like that. Uh, but there's also the opposite. Uh, through other times throughout the year, even the new year, there's different trends, things like that. But that's all part of the overall strategy of an SEO or comprehensive SEO strategies, identifying when and what the target.
0: So this is actually, you know, finding, um, finding the search terms specifically that people are looking for, and then incorporating them into your content, so that when Absolutely. they search them, they find yep. them.
1: And so on the SEO side of things, on a website, there's certain elements that that will basically make your site rank better or worse if you include those specific keywords in it. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the actual main like content or like the big blocks of paragraphs on content, those are extremely important or that's the meat of it, uh, meat of it is. So Google has gotten a little bit better at understanding the context or relevancy associated with it without specifically uh, incorporating that specific keyword. But right. you still want to incorporate that keyword as much as possible, but again, not spamming it because that's something that over the years or like 10 years ago, a lot of websites would do is just literally type in like the same keyword or same word over and over again, sometimes <laughs> actually on the page or sometimes uh, not visible on the page. And Google picked up on that and it started flagging those sites. So it's still got to be quality and kind of relevant content while sounding natural right. and kind of easy flowing.
0: So let's, um, you know, one one thing that that I've heard a lot of um, marketers talk about, and and something that I think is 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 pretty easy for everybody to do, which is just you know blogging about relevant topics. And and there's 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 so much out there that that folks can just start blogging on um, for their website to start building content. How, How important? is it and h- how frequently should folks be doing that Wh- what are some of the best practices when it comes to to blogging and its impact on on building your SEO
1: yeah so blogging is definitely a good important part of any overall SEO strategy what it, it might vary from person to person how they define what a good blogging strategy is yeah but it should always again being able to target the right keywords so in a blogging or a traditional kind of modern day blogging sense, those are for the keywords that you don't necessarily target on a main like procedure service related page. So you have like X number of keywords related to that, but then on a blog post, it's kind of like an extension of that procedure page. You can only put so much content on a, a single page before it kind of gets diluted. But I, I like to say maybe you can target five to 10 different keywords or variations at most, but they're all kind of underlying the same main theme. Mm-hmm. So a blog post more specifically, it targets more like the informational related keywords. So like the what's the wins, how's, some of those secondary kind of categories or FAQ related questions that you wouldn't necessarily think about to put on a procedure page. So mm-hmm. then you go through the process of writing a content like that. And there's these other things out there called answer boxes and featured snippets. Which can actually make that content appear higher up on the page, above the traditional search results, mm-hmm. or what we actually sometimes call position zero. So that's a great place to get some visibility, in addition to actual traffic volume. Uh, that you would didn't well, I think that came on, I think four or five years ago, but you weren't previously able to do that.
0: So talk about that a little bit, because you're you're talking about like when you type in a, a a search term or or a question to Google, there there are like boxes that come up that that basically have questions that are then answered. Is that what you're talking about?
1: Exactly. Yep, exactly.
0: Yeah, no, and that that, that almost is, especially if it it nails the question you're asking, I mean, that's where people go almost all the time. So how do you, and I'm not asking for the, you know, uh, uh, a full treatise on this, but what's the how do you, How do you get into those? Like if someone wants to get into you know uh, what what is you know whether it's product or lip filler or or does it hurt to get um, lip filler, like, like how do you get into those boxes so you pop up right away?
1: Yeah, so there's there's several things that go into that. Uh, it's about having the right kind of quality, relevant information uh, mm-hmm. on the actual page. and it's oftentimes on how you actually write the content. Google always likes to think like the consumer or the patient in mind. So how quickly can they go in there and find the information that they're looking for? Sometimes it's like bulleted lists, sometimes just easy ordered lists instead of having to read a full paragraph to find that information. If you simply list it out bullets, that's quick, easy to scan. And you think about it from a like a well, we're the normal consumer, normal patient these days is more and more on the go or always in a hurry, so they don't have the time to read a full page worth of content. They just want to scan through on the highlights. Right. So that's one of the techniques, but it's a lot of times it's about the authority and kind of the trustworthiness of the site, which actually gets into the link building conversation before too, where links are uh, very important. So the more generally, the more links you have, the more credible you are, and the higher chances you can get into that answer box. But you can't mm-hmm. blanket statement and say that's the only reason higher authority scores will get you into that because there's all kinds of different
0: factors. Mhm. What um and, and I I had asked you this earlier and I think I I think I'd kind of cut you off and led you off on a different direction but if there were, you know, say, I, w- I won't limit it to one but it, but two to th- like say one to to two to three like things that you see folks um aren't doing that they should be doing. Like if you could just go in and say, look, if you do the, if you think of, you learn anything from this conversation, it's these three things.
1: Yeah. So the best way I can kind of describe that is what I refer to as the three C's as SEO. So content is always going to be the number one most important thing. So what I mean by that is quality and relevant content to whatever your searcher or your patient is actually looking for to make sure that you're attracting the right people. Because you can put like a thousand different or go after a thousand different keywords from an SEO perspective, but there is some kind of relevancy to make sure that those patients actually are the right patients, your right traffic you want to attract. The second part is around crawlability, which gets into like the technical related things, make sure that Google can actually find your content. So a lot of that stuff is hidden within the code itself, stuff you would never actually see when you're actually viewing the page. It's all in the backend related stuff, Mm -hmm. but that's also a very important part of it. And then the last part is around credibility. So that gets into the site authority, the trustworthiness, all the links out there. So all those three kind of overlap together. Mm -hmm. So in order to have a comprehensive SEO strategy, you need to be executing well on all three of those fronts.
0: Well, and I'm I'm glad you brought up the and what was the second secret? Was it crawl crawling crawlability? Crawlability, um, and this is um, this is an area that I know very little about, but it's it's it relates, uh, from my understanding, to to things you know like the what you said the coding, and then you know whether you're putting in uh, is it, is it backlinks or, or whatever the off offsite off page SEO is? So it's, it's not visible. So it's not the content generated. How do you, I mean, is that something that anybody can do or is that, is that like next level stuff where you really got to have somebody knows what they're doing?
1: It, it, it depends. And I know I, it, yeah. it depends is like a common uh, statement SEOs like to use because it's so hard to blanket statement everything. Right. Uh, yeah, it, in all truth, it depends. Sometimes it's obvious on certain SEO elements. And if you have basic HTML or basic coding knowledge, uh, just how to build a basic website, then you might be able to get some of that stuff. But there are some other SEO elements when you're starting into advanced coding languages and stuff like that. That requires more expertise, absolutely. Which, uh, again, all we got a full team over here that's up to speed and can design and fix those things pretty quickly.
0: Right. Well, when you so when we talk about that crawlability and and the um, kind of off page off site SEO, like w- w- what are we really talking about? Unpack that a little bit more for, for folks.
1: Yeah. So the the crawlability is definitely the stuff um, within, like I said, in, in like inside the HTML code, right. Um, so there's things like canonical tags that help prevent duplicate contents out okay. there. Um, sometimes you'll refer to metadata yeah. as technical related. That's kind of a loose overlap with content because that doesn't actually show up on an actual page okay. or, uh, when you actually view it. But that actually would show up in a SERP listing. And what I mean, SERP is just an abbreviation for search engine results page. Okay. So you can keep that in the mind. But on a SERP, when you actually see your listing on there, there's different parts on there. There's like what we call a page title. There's a meta description. There's URLs, other different things like schema.org, which is another big opportunity. Uh, Some of those things impact actual rankings itself while others don't, but they can certainly help drive more uh, traffic or help influence click-through rates. Mm -hmm. So if you have like average reviews on a page, well, that can make your listing stick out more because another site doesn't have it. Or if you have like a five star, oh, that must mean you're really good at what you do. While if you have like, you know, a two star or even no stars, well, that might make you a little bit less consum- uh, less credible on a consumer's eyes.
0: Right, right. So, um, you know, I, well, one thing that, that we get questions about too is, is, this is becoming i for for med spas a very competitive space there's there's a lot of folks fighting for patients and a lot of folks fighting for bandwidth on the internet especially when it comes to things like Botox, right injectable whatever that sure. is um what does somebody like if 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 i'm just going online and and, and building a new Site, I'm, I'm opening a meds or, or I've had one, but I really want to increase my injectables practice because uh, I want to go all in. Um, w- just talk to me a little bit about whether it's spend and process and timeline. Like, if, if, if I want to start ranking for a fairly common search term in whether it's a, a larger metropolitan area or, or, or even a smaller one, like what can I expect, and how long is that going to take? How much time, effort capital investment is this going to take for me to actually start seeing some benefits?
1: Yeah. So on the, on the timing front, I would say on average, and I, I definitely want to stress the on average part because there's all kinds of exceptions, whether it's competition, market, stuff like that. But on, on average, I would generally say about three months. Okay. Uh, from a a budget perspective, that really depends. Um, it's, it's hard to give you a specific answer on that because there's all kinds of different things that could be impacting the ability to um, rank really well for that. Right. Uh, But obviously content is going to be at the the forefront and depending on how much money you want to spend on content that can actually help you, um, and I would also say like on uh, a high level, obviously Botox is going to be a highly competitive term. Like you said, yeah. cause everybody wants to rank for Botox. Right. But what you might actually do as part of the keyword research base is find those secondary related keywords related to Botox, whether it's the information related keywords through like a blog post, like what's wins, mm-hmm. everything like that. You might be able to rank better for that because there's less competition. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but you can also do it on a normal page, you know, like recovery times, perhaps, uh, cost related things. Cost is like a, a tricky sometimes cause it can deter a customer by seeing the cost on an actual website. But if you don't have a problem with that, then you might be able to rank for those cause those are less competitive related keywords. So it doesn't always make sense to go after the most highly searched keyword right, on that. Right, you can right. find those variations on that. And then I was also going to say that that's all from a kind of a traditional organic standpoint. But now, in the last, uh, I'd say maybe five or six years, five or six years ago, or over the last five six years, there's been the, obviously the big increase in mobile devices and smartphones. So now, Google has returned what we call the local three pack at the top of the results. So those are basically mm-hmm. what you would think it call what you probably have seen. You don't know being referred to as local three pack, but it's those three listings that yeah. actually show locations at the top of the results. Yeah. So those are what we also call Google My Business Profiles Mm -hmm. or GMB for short. And there's usually a lost opportunity in a lot of businesses are on there where they don't have a fully built GMB profile Mm -hmm. or they don't have a GMB profile at all. Um, But actually generating reviews uh, through that, getting people to rate you really highly, and then actually responding to the reviews on top of that. It's kind of a mixed bag on some sites do this, some do that, but very few actually do it all. But if you do it all, you usually have a really good chance of ranking highly in that local three-pack, mm. which is totally different than the traditional organic results, although they're similar.
0: Yeah, but it pops up. I mean, I, I know what you're talking about, and it, it, but it pops up like first, right? So the, 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 the those three listings at the top are… Correct. Uh, yeah, and, and Google is
1: add, constantly adding those local packs to more terms. As they are able to better interpret what the searcher intent actually uh, is, sometimes they don't know they don't have enough data to say that that's actually like a local related search query, so they have, they're they not returning that, but you could say that today, and then tomorrow, they could say, Oh, we actually know that that's a local intent now. So we're going to return local results on top of that keyword.
0: Interesting. Um- with you know you you've been um, in and doing SEO related work for uh, I think it's a close to is it, is it ten years? Yeah, about ten years yeah. now. Yeah. Um, but you're relatively new to the world of aesthetics, um, and I, I'm I'm curious, what do you see just from our industry um, that? Like are 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 many people doing what needs to be done, or is it like a wide open space where you where you know if you're pitching to a client you say look if you if you just do the basics you're gonna be set up because one of the things we always talk about in this business is a lot of the folks who are in it um don't have a ton of business training if any and right. so it's like if you just do if you just learn the basics and you do the basics and and you learn your basic numbers and you and you do basic planning you're gonna be ahead of eighty five percent of the other folks in, in this industry do you see this same thing when it comes to websites and SEOs yeah and SEO. so the,
1: the, generally speaking there is an easy opportunity to rank well as long as you're following SEO best practices there are a lot of older websites out there a lot of doctors had those they built them I don't know like 10 years ago when SEO really was totally different out there you could literally throw a website out there and rank for anything uh, but it now everybody basically has a website right but now you got to go into it and then actually best practices are actually optimized certain elements. So it's kind of like an evolution, but right. yes, so generally to your point, there is an easy opportunity to rank for a lot of these keywords, but obviously there are exceptions in some markets that are more competitive than others. Right. But by joining on us, uh, along with our other customers on our platform, you can actually get all that for free or, uh, get all that for free as part of your package And it's a lot easier to, um, do all that research. And, uh, so you wouldn't have to do all that research and spend all that extra time where you can focus on the actual practice itself.
0: Right. Is, is, um, I don't know if this is even answerable, but is, 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 do you see the, the the aesthetics like the terms like whether it's Botox, you know, injectables, disport, whatever it is, is, is it? Is it kind of more crowded and more competitive than, than other uh, markets that you guys are in, like dental? Or is it is it all pretty much the same where, you know, best practices will work no matter kind of what industry you're in? Does that make yeah, sense? So,
1: yeah. So the SEO best practices is definitely going to apply to any industry that you're in. Now, the differences are going to be kind of maybe some nuances or specific details. Obviously, the different keywords, a little bit different. But for Botox specifically, that's a, that's a weird one because there's other practice types that are starting to include that Right. it's a relatively simple, uh, a relatively simple procedure, I think, but it's a, a pretty good cost driving one where everybody can get in and get out. So there's increased competition from now on, not just like the med spas, but other people as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's definitely true. Yeah. Um, Okay. So you, we've, we've mentioned Google, uh, a, a ton of times. And obviously that's, I mean, th- they're the ones that we're, that we're all playing for at this point. Um, you, you had mentioned, uh, when we were chatting ahead of time that, that, that you went to the, I think it was the, was it, it's called the Google IO conference or the Google S. Yep. Correct. And, yep. And so you've, so that means you've probably just, you've learned like the, the secret code, right? You, you know <laughs> Yeah.
1: Don't we, don't we all, don't we wish? Um, that's always the enigma. Like, we're always trying to crack Google's code. And sometimes, (laughs) especially over the last few years, Google will try to to, um, deter us where I think it's a case where they think we're getting close. And then they'll come (laughs) out and say, hey, that's not actually true. But then, uh, you know, a couple months later, they'll come out and say something completely contradictory. So they're Uh, trying to uh, throw us off a lot of times. But (laughs) in the 10 years that I've been doing SEO, the overall best practices haven't changed much at all. It's just the different... Uh, they just put different emphasis on those different uh, algorithm factors.
0: So you 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 had the 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 three Cs, um, and then uh, what are some of the other best practices, and, and, and where can folks find these if whether it's on your site or or, or or elsewhere where they can really you know kind of dive in and start looking at these?
1: Yeah, so that that actually brings up a good point. Getting into more specifically the IO yeah. conference, and next month there's going to be a uh, well. A lot of people in the industry are claiming it to be a big event, and it has been over the last year, a big anticipated algorithm update okay. called the page experience update. Oh, And so what that really gets into is how a user or how a patient would actually interact on your site. Okay, So that that's obviously a very loaded or very kind of open-ended topic, and it's hard to put something specific associated with that. Uh, a lot of people like to focus on page speed, and that's certainly one element behind it.
0: But mm-hmm. people
1: also forget that page speed itself has been an algorithm factor over the last, I think, at least three or four years, maybe even longer on that. But people have forgotten about that, or it's been uh, kind of marketed in a different way. So, like a lot of sites out there, and I, I would say a vast majority of sites have low page speed scores, mm-hmm. and they're all worried that hey, when this page experience update gets rolled out next month, it's going to really hurt my performance. Yeah. Well, in truth and reality, I don't think that that's going to happen based on some of the other stuff that Google started to say over the last couple of weeks, where Google kind of tried to strong arm or bully people into doing things a certain way and trying to exert their influence on things. But because there's like a thousand different things that go into their algorithm factor, this one thing alone is probably not going to dramatically impact your site one way or another.
0: Gotcha. And then so at, at the Google conference that, that, that you were talking to, I mean, what do they do with it? I mean, is, is this where they kind of roll out and say, hey, here's, here's what we're doing? And is, is, it, is it geared towards folks like you who are going to be offering digital marketing or is it, or, or is it offered for kind of everyone who just wants to learn about Google and their, 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 their search engine?
1: Uh, I'd say it's a combination, of, and to okay. some extent, actually, um, sometimes it gets really technical and into the weeds, so yeah. it's harder for a normal kind of everyday person to probably understand some of the topics or conversations, because, um, they, they, yeah, it definitely can get quite technical on yeah. the code-related things, what's going on there, uh, but that uh, some of this is also high-level, which is really cool. One of the other things that they're uh, working on is some new AI or artificial intelligence, and augmented reality stuff, which might get incorporated into SEO in the coming years, uh, maybe even months, we'll have to see, but years for sure. Um, But Google is sometimes struggles to understand the complexity of certain search queries. Mm -hmm. As you might imagine, like, you know, 10, 15 years ago, how many times were you searching in Google for long, like, question-related formats? Mm -hmm. Uh, Probably not very many. But now, like, it seems like almost every other search is a long-tail informational full sentence in search. And so sometimes Google struggles to understand what the intent behind those queries are. And so they're working on new advanced AI to be able to incorporate that. And I'm, I'm really curious to see what the uh, augmented reality kind of stuff looks like because that's really come on the last few years. Uh, I'm sure everybody's familiar with some of those like games that have come out like the Pokemon game. that seemed like everybody was playing constantly all over the place but the, their example they showed uh, in the I/O conference the other day was like Simone Biles doing like a, a gymnastics routine in your backyard through that use of reality. That's that's pretty cool technology, if you mm-hmm. ask me. But I don't know exactly how that's going to incorporate into SEO right now. But it probably will at some point in the coming years.
0: That's interesting. That's I mean, augmented reality. I mean, that's that, that that's kind of just your 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 you're, you're obviously you're, you're changing the reality to include, you know, other animated things. And, and, and so this, this is something that, that Google's looking into. I mean, this is going to yeah, be a, a crazy. A
1: bit, I should also say I, I've seen it kind of touched on a little bit, maybe in the the retail space previously. Yeah. So people like trying on new outfits or how it's going to oh, look yeah, like on glasses them or something. Perhaps, and Maybe that'll apply to the elective medical procedures, yeah. med spas or pretty much anybody in this space. Right. But that's that's going to be touchy, I think, in a lot of ways, and it's got to be done right. Yeah. It might have a lot of uh, negative implications. Yeah.
0: What about, so, one thing that we're seeing, um, right now is a lot of uh, M&A activity uh, in, in, in this space, a lot of mergers, a lot of, uh-huh. uh, you know, roll-ups of spas. And so we're starting to see more multi-location chains. Um, one question that we got from for, from someone was, you know, how does, um, for, for, for someone who's got, say, five locations or four locations, all kind of, let's just say, let's pick a, pick a you know, let say it's outside of Chicago where, where I am. So they're all kind of in the same same, you know, metropolitan area, but they're but they're in different locations. How, how does that impact what you do from an SEO per, per perspective? In, 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 is, it, is it is it do you have to have kind of an integrated strategy for all of them, or or can you do local SEO for one particular one that's in a particular neighborhood versus another?
1: So I'm also going to say here, it kind yeah, so, so of depends. So it course. can be all of the above there. And that's part of like the onboarding and part of the, the process for joining on our platform is we figure that out for you and advise you on what we think is the, the best way to go at this. Now, depending, it, it really depends on the location. Is it in a, a city with search volume or is it kind of in a really rural area that doesn't have much search volume? So there's a lot of strategy that's involved with that determining which geo area to go after. Sure, we have some doctors that are in tough markets from a competition standpoint like the Chicago's, but we also have some out there in the really rural suburban areas that people forget about, but there's absolutely search volume associated with that. So we want to capture that. And the best way to capture that is to figure out what people are searching for and having a a page dedicated to that specific keyword or that specific topic, including that geo-relevant term.
0: Yeah, it's all geo-relevance nowadays. Everybody knows that. It is.
1: Yeah, that's the and we're like obviously in the med spas or any like location, brick and mortar location, there is a heavy emphasis, if not almost entirely on that because you can't do any kind of procedure online. It's all you have to go into the office to actually get the procedure done, at least still right now. Maybe that'll change in the future, but for right now, or at least the foreseeable future perhaps.
0: So um, as we kind of get to... Um, where well, we're going to start wrapping up. I, I'm, 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 I'm curious as, as you look at, at this industry and um, you know, you, based upon your experience, is, is there anything that you just think folks need to know? Like when you're coming on this podcast, you're saying, you know what, there's, here's something that I really think um, med spa owners need to know about when it comes to, to whether it's SEO or, 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 or anything related to searchability.
1: Yeah, so I, I think one of the, the biggest benefit would actually, obviously i got to bring up Dr. Logic. Our yeah. platform is so yeah. great where we're able to go in there and get you a comprehensive strategy, build you a good website to be able to go after a lot of these keywords that you might not realize that you need to go after from a content perspective. Mm-hmm. But also from a local SEO perspective, since we're all local driven, that's something I, I, I can't emphasize enough. Where we can go in there and build you a full GMB profile, manage your local listings out there, making sure that all your contact-related information is correct, because that's what a lot of local SEO is. But from a doctor's perspective, you need to get your patients to actually write a review about you on those individual listings itself, Mm -hmm. because Google uh, likes to see that and -hmm. then actually respond to the reviews. A lot of places out there are going to tell you just to respond to the negative ones, so you're addressing those concerns. Right. But no, you should actually respond to all the reviews because Google likes to see that as kind of an engagement factor. Uh, you're responding to your audience, everything like that. Okay. And generally, if you look at the more competitive markets, then the the sites at the top of the local results are ones that either a have a lot of reviews, b they're responding to their reviews, or some kind of combination of those. But I think that's one of the biggest opportunities people forget about. And maybe perhaps is because it's a newer kind of trend overall in the SEO space coming yeah. on in the last few years, as opposed to needing a website has been in the last 20 years. Uh, the other thing I will say, kind of a caveat to that, uh, last year with the COVID trends, we're all kind of coming out of those. Mm-hmm. So last year, there was a lot of search around the virtual online consultations parts, uh, that search volume is still elevated and I would anticipate to stay there. Okay. So if you're not already doing virtual online consultations, that is a huge opportunity for you to capture additional search volume and traffic. And that's something that you can get a page, you can help get a, we can help you get set set up through our platform too. Well,
0: so I want to uh, follow up on that. So, so um you're saying that, that that over the past year with, with, with COVID and people have shifted over to doing online consults, the, the, the fact that you have the ability to offer an online consult and you that in and of itself is going to increase your searchability.
1: Yeah, so people what I mean by that is people are actually searching for literally online you know med spa or mm. virtual consultation, yeah uh, related X ex- related procedure. So that will actually bring in um, search volume. people will actually search for that. And not as many doctors are targeting that specific thing because it's a newer right. overall. But if you have a page dedicated to that, you're likely to jump up on the rankings hmm. and then you can, you know, have a Zoom meeting, set that up or a Google Hangout, whatever platform you want to kind of use to do that. But that will help increase patients not only in your local market, but actually perhaps people outside your local market, too. Or you could literally maybe target somebody halfway across the country and perhaps even the world.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's that's that, that that's interesting. And I'm curious um, from a from your standpoint, you know, because obviously COVID has it, it's changed so much. And, and I think there's going to be um, many things that 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 endure once this is all over with to the extent it ever, ever will be. Uh, What what else do you see from, um, a kind of an internet or, or, or searchability standpoint where you, you think things might stay as they are, as opposed to change, or, or, or I guess another way to put it is how has the pandemic, you know, changed your job, um, from how it was say three years ago?
1: Yeah, so I, I think the best way to answer that question is the search trends and search patterns have changed. Okay. But the overall underlying thing is still remain the same. People still are still searching for keywords and you got to identify what those keywords are, but they, they fluctuate. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, like Botox, we used that example earlier. Well, that one's going to be relatively consistent. That's a, a really common related procedure. Right. But there's some those other obscure ones. Are these new ones that nobody's heard about, but you're always popping onto the scene? So you got to figure out that and try to stay ahead of those curves or stay ahead of those trends. So you can actually be, if you can be one of the first sites that get a web page out there on that specific topic, well, then you kind of have what's called a first mover advantage, which is kind of like a bigger economic related term. But the same concept applies to SEO where well, there's not going to be as much competition. So you're going to rank higher up on the page for that cause just because nobody else is going after that. There's no relevant content dedicated to that topic.
0: Right. So in, in, so you're talking like, basically let's like you, you mentioned, um, brotox. So whether it's brotox or, or, or microneedling and PRP, whatever it is, if there's some certain term out there, um, is, is it better to, to develop basically a whole landing page that discusses that? Um, or is just doing kind of a, a blog or an article on that topic enough to get the keywords? So activated.
1: in a sense, in, in most cases, not all, you need to have some kind of – I would say you probably need to have some kind of page related to that. Okay. Because um, you, you, abs- you could absolutely include it on Brotox on some kind of regular procedure page. Right. But sometimes that might not be enough because it's going to dilute the overall page. Mm-hmm. But that it's it's hard to – again, in a situation where it's hard to blanket statements and say, right. oh, do this and you're going to do well, it's, it's just kind of the research and – Figuring out how Google's interpreting that, do we need to actually have a separate page? Whether it's a blog page or just a separate like procedure-related page altogether, mm-hmm. um, that could be a part of a, a bigger like men's-related category page, perhaps. Um, but that that's just part of the overall strategy. Doing the research to identify, it. and that's again that's something we do as part of the process at Doctor Logic. That a lot of people may not know or uh, actually do the proper research.
0: Yeah, man, I, I, this this has gotten so dang complicated. I remember back when that when the internet was like like it was like the white pages. You were just looking yeah. people up, and, and yeah. Now it's you go like, all the way back to so
1: even like Alta Vistas. Or, yeah, now, people people still use Yahoo or um, all those sites too.
0: Yeah, and so. One big question that that we we were constantly battling in 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 our office is um, Mac versus PC, and so a related term is, um, and, and and I'm I'm a Mac guy and I always have been, so I'm always I'm, I'm always razzing yeah. people who are on PCs, and I, and so a, kind of a corollary to that, does anybody use Bing? <laughs> so
1: Bing is definitely still around, uh, and this is actually an interesting topic. It, the, the algorithms in Bing are similar to Google, but yeah. nobody talks about Bing because it's got such a, a small market share. Yeah. I forget what they're at maybe right now, maybe 5%, 10% at most. But the best way I can describe who the people are, are still using Bing are the ones that it comes default on like a, maybe like a Microsoft-related computer. Yeah. Nobody ever downloads a uh, Chrome or another browser, perhaps. So that, that could absolutely be the demographics for some of the MedSpa customers. But, again, the overall best practices still apply to being like they do at Google. It's just different emphasis on certain things. Being has a, a Bing's Maps, uh, just like the local yeah. Google My Business. So you still want to have that optimized the best you can. But, again, it's it's 5 to ten market share, five to 10% market share at most. Yeah. So you're not going to be generating a lot of traffic off of that.
0: Can you do, though, I mean, th- this is just a random question that I that I thought of right now, um, and, and it may be stupid. And if it is, I- I'm a big boy. Just tell me it's stupid. Um, the c- c- Could you actually focus on a particular search company? Like, let's say it's Yahoo or Bing. It's okay. Like, you know, 55-year-old f- year and, and older in my demographic tend to use Bing <laughs> or Yahoo as much as anything else simply because they' they're, they're, they're older and they haven't changed. And could you literally say I'm gonna go all in on Bing and, and just you and, and, and what, what's that going I know it's five to ten percent of, of searchability so it's not gonna get you the world but could you see an impact if you, if you just did that?
1: Um, I don't think that you could absolutely specifically target that in SEO sense. You could absolutely do it in like a paid search related campaign. that might be the better avenue to do that. Um, we, we just talked strictly about SEO, but paid search is also a good part of the overall digital marketing strategy. Yeah. Where if there's some keywords that you can't rank well for, whether it's competition or other things, then paid search might be a good avenue for you to make up that difference. Right. Um, to, to answer your question, no, I don't think you could really target one platform versus, versus the other because they're all doing the same thing where they have their bots where they go and and scan a site and actually crawl it from an SEO perspective. But the the rankings that absolutely be slightly different. They should be relatively similar. Right. But again, that's because the algorithms operate slightly differently, although similarly.
0: Yeah. So all right. Well, you've probably never had someone call you up and say, "I want to go all in on Bing." This is what uh,
1: well, I'd say. You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, not no, definitely not all in on Bing, but you know, five ten years ago, Bing was still absolutely a factor. But they are almost a non-factor now, yeah. and I, it actually would surprise me. If, uh, well, there's another other one out there like Duck.go. I don't know if you've yeah. heard of that one or I not. Yeah. But that's that one's one that's kind of very, and I, I do want to emphasize very slowly, kind of climbing through the ranks in terms of market share. But that's one that hides or encrypts all the, the data so it's not getting released out there for right. all the tech people. There's a growing trend of people to do that. Right. But you can't specifically optimize for that one yet. Gotcha. But that one could be uh, a player in the coming years, for sure.
0: Well, I mean, it sounds like what you're saying is that Mac is better than PC, full stop, Well,
1: so. <laughs> I, I started to go on that that reference. I, I actually, like, I think own every Mac product except an iPhone, so I'm still one of the Android users. Oh, um, wow. But I, I don't know why. Maybe, maybe I'll finally convert this next go-around or next cycle. We'll see. But <laughs> it, it, that's always an interesting joke or interesting people like to, or interesting topic people like to joke
0: around about totally well we'll have to get you back um uh and and talk about uh paid search because i think that's that's another thing that 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 a lot of folks are 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 definitely intrigued by um but um for now we've we i've i've taken up enough of your time and and i i i really want to thank you for for coming on just real quickly if if folks want to reach you or they want to reach um someone at dr logic and learn more about um your your product and, and how they can get involved What's the best way for them to reach you or find you?
1: Yeah, so if you're interested in joining our platform, again, highly recommend it. You can go to our website, drlogic.com, okay. or you can probably just shoot me an email. Uh, it's just rmetcalf, like my like my name and my initial there, at drlogic.com.
0: rmetcalf at drlogic.com. Awesome. Ryan, thanks so much. I appreciate your time.
1: Yeah, you bet. Thanks, uh, thanks for having me and glad to be here. Keep me posted on uh, maybe a future one, too. Awesome.
0: Sounds good. Thanks for joining us this week with the American Med Spa podcast,
1: Medical Spa Insider. This week, founder Alex Tiersch was joined by Ryan Metcalf, SEO manager at Dr. Logic. If you're new with us, we would love to invite you to hit the subscribe button. Click it now so you can get AmSpa content delivered to you each time. Leave a rating and a review. See you on our next episode.